Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. That was like one of our better intros. I like that. You that killed it good. right there. That was nice. Yeah, that a little extra gravitas there. You killed it. All right, so we are talking about... Well, listen, all right, so it's roster cuts like right now. We are still getting information. Uh, the cuts are already kind of like gone through, but then we're still getting like more cuts that are like hitting... The, I guess 4 o'clock was the number. It's breaking news right now. It's yeah. breaking news. So, so we're, having, we're having a lot of fun with this. We got this site auto-updating on some of the biggest uh, cuts. We're going to talk about that at the top of the show. Uh, obviously, the Cam Newton... News, like a lot of these big names, we're going to talk about them, and then we are going to get to the meat of the show, which are just our our hot takes for the 2021 season. The are these are things we believe. We are not just trying to be clickbaity. These are takes that we genuinely believe can happen or will happen, or or you know however you want to say it. At least a good chance to, but something that like obviously not the likelihood or you know an unlikely thing. The thing that we're basically going to be posting everywhere if we get it right somehow. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're gonna have some fun with it. We're Talk a little bit of football here. Uh, let, let's get into it. Cam Newton cut. You're you're wearing the jersey to I support. To. I, to. I love it. Um, listen, this has been your guy since college. Obviously, yeah. uh, I think we both thought that it was going to uh, that it was going to be Cam Newton to start the uh, start the season. I don't think we were alone on that. The majority of everything that I'd seen in the media was that Cam Newton was going to be the starter. Mac Jones had looked great, but he'd only really played with the twos. And as good as he looked, which I'd always said throughout the process in, in three games, every single game looking at the rookie quarterbacks of preseason I came away thinking okay the Zach Wilson and and Mac Jones are the two that look the most crisp they they look like they look like season yeah. vets and tre- Trevor had an amazing yeah. last game Trevor looked great in that third game you're absolutely right but I just in general came away loving Mac Jones and, and thinking okay this is going to work long term but we still thought it was going to be the Cam Newton team um you know things happened the the COVID thing where he missed five days I, I'm gonna bring that up but but before we do just your raw reactions to the cut and how you felt about this. Yeah, entire uh, it's, it's different to see the, I guess, the narrative shift from uh, Cam Newton is our guy. We are moving in the right direction. He's going to be our starter going forward to the COVID miss, you know, the little mishap, whatever it was, miscommunication. At the end of the day, I guess it was irresponsibility on Cam Newton's part or his camp for not taking the proper precautions. But even going forward, I did not see a realm of where Cam Newton was cut. I saw a realm where he wasn't the starter. That, mm-hmm. That's, you know, Mac Jones was playing great. Uh, you don't draft a guy in the first round if you're not going to at least look for that to be your future. Mm-hmm. And if you feel that he's ready for your future, then what are you going to do? It was just the way that they handled it. But I'm starting to cope with it. My biggest problem I have with all of it is some of the, the haters of Cam Newton in general, it, it just feels like they kind of got their rejoice day, you know, their final one, because it just surprises me that there's so many of them out there. Yeah. I know he's over the top and flamboyant and a good personality, but it's just... People just don't – they're discrediting him for so much that he's done, and it just – that infuriates me on that part. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I think I think that does happen with these older quarterbacks that, that kind of leave their first team. I mean, we forget the Joe Flacco Super Bowl run. We we forget the the times where, you know, where, where you know, the Bengals were a real contender and, you know, had some tough losses in, yeah. the, in the playoffs. But, I mean, they were really good with Andy Dalton. We forget those things when, when the quarterbacks become journeymen, backups, and, and things like that. I think that, that happens – and Cam Newton, such an out there personality and so divisive in, in yeah, I feel like the media and, and just fan bases in general, you love him or hate him. And yeah, I think we both of us, we love him. You, yeah. you love him uh, because he's your team and it's always been, you know, your guy. But, you know, I, I've always I never had a problem with his uh, his, you know, out there personality. I thought it was a, a fun part of the game and I always enjoyed it. I, I thought it was interesting. Look, Cam Newton's not making anything. So so the cut was not financial. I mean, his his contract was bare minimum, like, like one point eight million. Yeah, nothing. So so the contract was not 
a financial move. This, to me, I, I mean, Bill Belichick makes this move if he feels that Cam Newton is detracting from the team in some way. And that's the part that I do want to unpack here for a second is how was he, uh, you know, a detriment to the team? And is it the the you don't want two leaders on your football team from the quarterback position? Because I do get that. Cam Newton's not going to stop being a leader. And Mac Jones did show good poise and did seem like he could be a leader. But, it, you know, it's tough when you're the incumbent. Is it that? Or I do want to just throw this out there. The, the possibility that, you know, you look at what Cam Newton is as a quarterback. And if you're thinking, okay, Mac Jones is our future. That is the style of play we want to go back to. That's what we want to do. That's our bread and butter. All of those things. Gam Newton as a backup is going to have to be a completely different play style if Mac Jones were to get hurt. Now, Ryan Hoyer, the lesser quarterback between him and Cam Newton, at least fits that style and can run the offense if there were to be an injury. Was this a purely football move? Or in your opinion, I and I don't really know one or the other. Was this a purely football move or was this more of a we we are worried about the locker room? I guess a locker room move. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that both of these play a part. I think both of them are viable options as to where Belichick sat down and was like, "Man, Cam is that alpha dog mentality, mm-hmm. and he is a very just intimidating body overall. So it might be hard for Mac Jones to really step up and assert mm-hmm. himself and be the leader of this football team. You know, there's it looked like Cam was doing all the right things, high fiving him, uh, you know, supporting him, telling him everything. But at the end of the day, if you are if you are gonna have an alpha. And another alpha, mm-hmm. it, it might butt some heads. It might cause some dissonance in the locker room overall. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe some of the team was like, no, it's, this is Cam's football team. Mm-hmm. No, this is Max football team. Okay, well, next thing you know, you're all arguing. You're all fighting about each other. And that's where the play style comes into uh, effect then. Yeah. I feel like if Cam were to be able to fit into that mold of that, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with having an iron sharpens iron thing. But having one that is so much of a different play style than the other, mm-hmm. that's where I think both factors is what contributed to them saying, Cam, it was good. You were a placeholder. It came to an end a little bit sooner than what we thought we would. Mm-hmm. But Mac's ready. And Mac, Mac looks great. Mac, yeah. I, I think you know that this is a move for the Patriots going forward that's going to benefit them overall. Um, I'm not upset when it comes to the Patriots' success. I think they're going to be a very good team. Mm-hmm. They can bounce back as far as what they're what Mac's able to take them right now. And there's some limiting factors on the team overall. Uh, I'm upset just looking at it from a Cam Newton fan that I feel like he would he's willing to go do what he, whatever the right thing is and do it. And he just you know I'm still kind of waiting for him to get a break. But then again, he had a chance last year. Yeah. And there were times where it worked and there were times where it didn't work. So Yeah, I, I think there there's certainly apologists like as far as like, you know, I can I can sit here and give you a lot of excuses for for Cam and and say, you know, hey, that team was not super good. Uh there I think there was a, a reason why Tom Brady wanted to leave. Like there just wasn't a lot of talent around that offense yeah. specific, specifically. So like and you know, so it, there there is that aspect for why it wasn't as good as it could have been, but he did also lose two games by lose, by fumbling the ball. Like they they could have had two extra wins in there in, in the win column. He tried to ball, he tried to yeah. do too much at times. Maybe that's where Bill uh, Bill was like, yeah. we're just going a different direction. Yeah. So and ultimately, it never. I don't think it really occurred to us last off season Cam Newton could go to the Patriots because I mean, it did, I guess. But but it was not like something that I think was highly thought of as a, as a real possibility because it didn't really fit the style. And I think you know this move. It didn't. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It never really did. So I do think this move kind of just reflects that that overall arching feeling from even when Cam Newton started with the got the job with the Patriots it was like oh. This this is going to be interesting. How is this going to work? There was excitement beyond that about that, but there was also the like that doesn't fit. Like that that's yeah, the, the main, polar the main opposite thing of what like, Brady he was. Just took a weird COVID year. Yeah, and with all these opt outs, with all these different exactly. things, it was like you know what? Why can't why not get Cam as a pl- a cheap placeholder? Yeah, that he, too. that's what he was, and exactly that, yeah. and it was 
pretty apparent to see how quick Bill was ready just yeah. to move on and get so, things going in the other direction. Yeah, absolutely. So, so hey, one of those moves the Patriots do all the time, veteran guys invest very little and, you know, move on when, when you've seen enough. And, hey, that, that's what happened. Uh, it would be interesting to see where Cam Newton goes. I think the uh, the Dallas Cowboys as a backup would be interesting. I think he's certainly a, a upgrade over Cooper Rush, who's going to be the backup for the Definitely. Cowboys. Yeah. You know, and, and he would fit that mold of what a Dak Prescott does, I think, to a lesser degree. I think Dak Prescott's oh, a lot yeah. better quarterback. Dak is, like, yeah. I don't want people to mishear me or hear what I'm not saying. L- last thing I want to say on this, and I want to know if this, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to postulate the, this this possibility here because we saw Urban Meyer come out and say that the COVID vaccine was a contributing factor in, in some of his cuts, right? He, he came out and said that. Very interesting thing. It's a decisive subject. Listen, I'm not a political guy. I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and have a stance on that because I, I just don't like, you know, it's not not my place to, to put on that. So for those listening, you know, have whatever opinion you have on this. But Cam Newton did get COVID last year and did miss two weeks, right? So COVID took him out of, out of the season for two weeks out of the year. That was obviously a detriment to uh, to the football team. And then COVID, he didn't get the shot. He, he's, he is unvaccinated, according to reports that I've seen. And he has the thing with the five days where he, you, you mentioned earlier, yeah, there, was a, there was a misunderstanding with whatever it was. It was labeled misunderstanding. E- either way, that did happen at the crux because he didn't get vaccinated and, you know, didn't want to, which is teach their own. You know, he didn't want to get vaccinated is what it is. And it cost him five days in those five days in those five practices that that uh, Mac Jones got to be the starter. Uh, all reports out of camp was that he killed it. Uh, yeah. Everything was positive. Everything was great. And I remember watching ESPN and not really hard watching it, but like it was on in the background and listening to someone talk about how it'll be really interesting to see what happens the next day when Cam Newton's back. Does he go back into the ones or what happens? And, you know, I think according, I think he did end up going back into the ones, but that might've been enough for the coaching staff to say, oh, okay, we finally saw him with the ones. Cause he didn't play with the ones. Like this was not a really a quarterback competition at, at its truest sense. At least it wasn't, it wasn't presented that way yeah. to us. Um, so, you know, I, I, I wonder how much of a factor that had. I, I wonder, you know, did, did he lose his job because he didn't get vaccinated in a roundabout way, not in a direct way, but in a roundabout way? Yeah, I would say in a roundabout way, definitely, just because that that lost him the opportunity within those five days. That's all it took. It, even, if, even, if Cam, even if Cam wasn't with the ones, even if Cam was just in the building at practice, mm-hmm. maybe it's a different version of Mac Jones. But I guess for those five days, Mac was probably really loose. He was, you know, like no pressure. Showing Let's go the out guy. there and yeah. do it. Let's flex the arm a little bit. Beautiful deep ball here and there. And then he went out there in that last preseason game and led the team well. So, you know, you got your glimpse of the future and it looked good. So why pull, why pull Mac back? Yeah. Why be like, bro, that was good, but we're going to make you wait. If a guy's ready to go, let him go. I'm a very big advocate on if a guy's not ready to go, don't criticize him and don't say he's not a good quarterback for it. But if he's ready to go, let him go. And if it needs time, then do. And I think that was one of the reasons why Cam ended up losing his job. Um, Looking at it from a bigger picture, like you said, we'll keep opinions out of this and everything. It teaches their own. Do whatever you feel is best for you and go forward with that. But when it comes to looking at it from a football perspective with the fantasy lenses on, I was thinking, I was looking at the Arizona Cardinals. They're a team that I've talked to you about a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're 95% vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And that 5% is DeAndre Hopkins. Diop said that he is willing to retire if it, before it gets mandated, mandatory. So it's, you know, th- it's, it's a real thing. There's a lot of guys who have a lot of different varying opinions on this. And mm-hmm. when it comes to something as serious as what this, this whole issue is, yeah. it's scary to think that uh, such a weapon like DeAndre Hopkins could be out of a, a game or out of yeah. this or out of that just because 
that's kind of where it's going. Yeah. If he travel, he travels to Tennessee week one. Guess guess which states having a huge outbreak. Yeah. And it's I mean, a, it's yeah, it's like a, we live here very, and we it's know a it's very that real world right yes, now. Yes, uh, and it's nobody's really doing anything about it. It's just it's just an outbreak and it is what it is. Again, like you know, I'm a server downtown Nashville. I'm happy yeah. nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah, um, we, need, we need the business. <laughs> yeah, like, I money. like the money, but um, but yeah. So so week one, he gets it. He's out for two three weeks. I mean that that at least is a fantasy. If you're between, if you're looking at DeAndre Hopkins and and Devonte Adams, it's DK D, 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 or DK, DK, whatever it is, whatever yeah, is. The, whatever those two guys are that you're looking between, that might be the side factor. It's, 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 it's weird to say it's like a weird that. Fault yeah, to look at it like that. But at the end of the day, if it were to be some on extreme measure that oh the NFL says you have to do this, then I guarantee you there's going to be players that say no. Yeah, we're not. Absolutely. we will not play football anymore. For one whatever reason the case may be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. D Hop's is one of those superstar factors who might outweigh that value, mm-hmm. and that's where he would be able to flex it. Yeah, but. It just depends. All right, so yeah, I, I certainly agree with with a lot of what you said there, and I mean all of it, honestly. Uh, let's let's move on. Let's talk about some of the other cuts. I, I want to mention a wide receiver out of Tennessee that was uh, cut. Rookie wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick. I know that's a name that a lot of people aren't going to know. Drafted in the fourth round. Uh, really not. A, I'm a big draft guy. Not a guy that I w- that was on my radar going into the draft. Uh, and, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because he, the Titans traded up three picks to go get him. One of them was a seventh, whatever. Is but still gave away three assets move, to though. move up yeah. and go get Des Fitzpatrick, and he's gone three months later. Very, very interesting. Uh, you know, or I guess four months later, whatever it is. Uh, you know, that's just surprising to me to, to see them miss news. on it. I've heard horrible I heard news bad things. being in the Titans area, you know, around here in Tennessee yeah. from the beat writers talking about the wide receiver room. When you get away from A.J. Brown and Julio, there is no depth. I've heard stuff that Josh Reynolds lacks explosiveness. He lacks effort that he's not even trying, and that's your three. Mm-hmm. You lose a Des Fitzpatrick who you just traded up for and trying to make that yeah. move. They're saying that the wide receiver room as a whole, it's and the tight that goes for the tight end room as well. They're saying that Anthony Ferks is in over his head. Yeah. So kind of a little bit of bad. That's news interesting. That's interesting. And right and it's not like either of those uh, top two wide receivers on that team has any injury history or you know is. You know, known for missing games, half games, or anything like that. that no would, reason to be scared. That would be that would be the only reason I would be scared. Yeah. Um, wide receiver so, depth doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. The good news is there are a lot of teams. There's going to be a lot of good wide receivers that are cut. That you know, there's a lot of teams that had some pretty These next tough three decisions. names. I think the Titans could bring. In. Uh, yeah. So Travis Fulgram, uh, Eagles, what guy who you know who kind of had a little bit of a breakout in the twenty, the back end of the 2019 season was a big part of the 2020 season just because they had nobody, and I certainly thought he would make the roster. Uh, He's he's cut. John Brown requests to be cut, and, and they obliged by that. The Raiders, who signed him in the offseason, let him go. I think that's I think good news if you're targeting a Rugs or a uh, or a uh, their their Brian other Edwards. Brian Edwards. I was thinking yeah. the other rookie wide receiver. What's his name? Uh, so that's that's an interesting name. Uh, Kiki Cootie, a guy from Houston who uh, had moments uh, as far over you know the first three or four years of his career, however long it's been. I don't think but never to write home about, but they're still yeah, certainly, certainly a name to know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do they got going? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very surprised. I don't know the, the wide receiver definitely on Texans, but that's certainly a surprising name to see a cut. Um, you know, we, we saw Trevor Simeon go. That's not really a surprise. I'm just kind of going Mike through Daniels, this list. That was one that that was one that got missed. He was a he has been a very very good piece whenever he left the Packers. He was yeah. a, he was a stud there. Defensive tackle for the Bengals, by the way. Just yeah, yeah just a cut there. That was interesting. And we're just going through the list here. Whoa, Colin Johnson. Oh man, yeah, fifth round pick from 2020. Oh, Colin Johnson. Uh, yeah. So this was. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who who had a lot of 
a lot of love coming out of uh, Texas, and a lot of people really liked him. Obviously, that you know hurts. that reaction shows like, it there. I like Colin Johnson. Yeah, six six, two hundred twenty two pounds. Had eighteen catches last like year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean honestly, yeah. big ass bodied receiver. Um, yeah, so that that was surprising. Riley Ridley, another uh, twenty nineteen fourth round pick that that was cut. Got a lot of wide receivers missed over the past two He's years. Going to the Falcons, bro. Uh, He's gonna go be with his brother. Dude, wouldn't that be cool as yeah. shit? Go be the back. Yeah, there. Falcons don't have a lot of depth. I don't feel like in that wide receiver Look at room the either. Packers. Uh, Packers move on from uh, that's Randall Cobb's spot. Yeah, from yeah. St. Brown. St. Brown, uh, sixth round pick, been been in the league for a couple years. That's nothing right home about Peyton Barber. Uh, that's interesting news fantasy wise. If you're listening to this and you haven't done your draft, or this guy, honestly, would probably be on your your waivers. Uh, Antonio Gibson is going to be the starter, but it's going to be Jarrett Patterson. Uh, they drafted him what sixth round, fourth round, yeah, fifth round, round? Uh, out of Buffalo. Uh, yeah, late late round. Oh, fourth rounder. Excuse me. Or no, that's a different guy. Sorry, no, I, they, I don't they, know where they, they drafted. Cut, him. They cut uh, Gandy Golden though. Who's yeah, the guy it was a fourth that I rounder. thought? Yeah. Now they still have um, another uh, look. Just, just, I guess it is Patterson. Isn't just it? a point. Yeah, it's going to be Jared Patterson. That's going to be the number two. I read the article about. It. I just don't remember where he was drafted, um, or what round he was drafted in. I have a draft profile on that. If you want to check him out, uh, you know, good, you know, good type of wide receiver fits the mold. I feel like of the Antonio Gibson guy. He'll get some touches. We'll see how he goes. I don't really remember watching him in preseason. I did hear good things from like some beat writers and stuff that Jared yeah. Patterson was turning heads. So that's good to see. Uh, you know, young guy. You always go younger at the running back position. Antonio. Uh, uh, get Golden, as you said, fourth rounder of uh, Liberty, I believe. Who was the guy um, last year that would split carries PPR back wise, serviceable at times? It wasn't Gandy Golden. With uh, with, with uh, Antonio Gibson, it was Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber was the. No, was the I split. thought I thought there was another name in there. That's it. Could I guess it could be. Yeah, yeah it was Antonio Gibson. Peyton Barber was the guy who was getting like six receptions a game and just killing me because I needed Antonio Gibson to get those yeah. catches. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Peyton Barber. I, you might be thinking of somebody else, I'm and I could be missing it. Uh, yeah. So and, and to another big bodied wide receiver that didn't have that like next level explosiveness. JD Boundary. McKissick. JD McKissick. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, the third stringer. I, I don't know if he's on the roster or not. I'd have to look uh, that he's up. He's not. Okay. Patterson's backup. I mean, yeah. he might be on roster, but, but Patterson's the guy to go target. Yeah, that's the article I read, is that Patterson's the backup. Um, so, interesting to see the NFL. We've known this for a while. The NFL is, like, moving away from those big body wide receivers and getting into, you know, smaller and speedier. I mean, we, we just don't see a lot of those big body guys that have a step. Like, like you see, I would say Sutton is a, is a good example of a guy who's big body. Got hurt last year. I understand yeah. that. But he has the explosiveness to, to still be really, you know, really, really good. But, like, you know, go Golden came out. We knew he wasn't going to be special, you know, athleticism-wise. Colin Johnson, same kind of story, like, didn't have special athleticism, but was just really big and really, you know, you know, had good jump balls capabilities. Uh, interesting to see, you know, those type of wide receivers less and less valued, and it's one of those things, I think, where you have one, you don't need a second, you know, and that, that's an interesting uh, uh, place to look at. Dolphins cut their starting center. They also cut uh, McKinney, uh, the, the starting linebacker. I was very surprised by that. Um, yeah, Benardrick. So, Bernard, yeah, so I think that's it. I think that's it for the big, oh. Uh, Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin, that just happened. That isn't that one, that on one upset me just because we desperately need that pass rush, and I had heard that he had come in and had me meaningful snaps to where you know, he wasn't going to be out there handing the dirt across from Daniel yeah. Hunter like he was, but he could have a meaningful role in that rotation. I don't know. I'm kind of worried about Minnesota as a whole, though, so that's just a different story. Yeah, I I am too, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't you. think the defense is going to hit. I think this. Look, I think we're going to have a very serviceable offense with some firepower at times, but the offensive line is going to hold that back for whatever that can be, and then our defense isn't good enough to amount to anything. Yeah. I think we finished third in the division. Yeah, listen, I, I get it, and listen, we, we're Bears going into uh, uh, we're we're going into our hot take uh, part of the uh, segment, and you know, I want to I want to touch on that, and I'll actually start with one of my hot. 
takes. I think this is make Mike Zimmer's last year as a head coach in the NFL. I do. I think the I think the Vikings are going to move on this year. Um, I don't me. think it's a hot take. Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a cool take. But yeah, I think the you know you you kind of set me up pretty well. I think this is one of those teams. Listen, they're they're they have some really good pieces. I still like Kirk Cousins. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. Uh, obviously, we we love the we love the running back. We love the wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, all that. Their offensive line is in a worse position this year than it was last year. Their first round pick has a core muscle injury that that still hasn't been worked out. There was surgery in the offseason and we, you know, he's gotten second and third opinions. I haven't read the article. I haven't checked up on that in a couple weeks, to be honest with you, uh, since the last time I read about it, but that was an ongoing issue. Their third round pick, I believe their guard, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, He he's been running with the threes, so he's not going to be starting. Talking about Wyatt Davis. Wyatt Davis, thank yeah. you. I, I knew I could get, get there, but I would struggle, so I was like, I'm just not no, even going to try. Yeah. Um, but it, so it's bad. Those were the big offensive line moves. They didn't really go out in free agency and go grab anybody. So they, they were relying on, on the draft, which they've done before. And, you know, teams have known that. And they knew that this year, I think, as well. It is what it is. It looked really good after the draft, and I had some hope. But the offensive line, I stand by it. It's a worse situation this year than it was last year. And that's not a good place to be when last year it wasn't good. No, it wasn't. Um, yeah, it was, the, a, it was a it was a sub sixteen bottom half of the league offensive line, yeah. and we and we made yeah we didn't make the moves in the right areas. I think it falls on Mike Zimmer. I think it falls on Rick Spielman, our GM. I think they and should both I'm be kind of ready to see the whole regime kind of yeah, move out, restart. get some young yeah because we had a window, we made the right moves, you missed and, it. and I feel like we had the window at a time when the window really just presented itself out of nowhere for Minneapolis Miracle. Case Keenum was our our quarterback during that yeah. time, so it felt like wow we have all of this buzz. Now we go get Kirk. Now we go get this and go get that. It's a good team, and it just did not work. Having to pay that much money up front and outright to Kirk, as much as I like him, it just ended up backfiring in the end. Yeah, it's just Kirk he, is a good quarterback. He is an above average to great guy at times, but when it comes to having to balance balance out the books, man. Yeah, he's not a guy that's going to he's not gonna a guy that's gonna make your offensive line looks that much better like you know a, a Patrick Mahomes can. And yeah. I'm comparing him to the top guys because he's getting paid like that. You know, I still think he's a very great you know very good to great quarterback. But yeah, at, at the same time, you know, yeah, at. he doesn't he doesn't you know elevate the offensive line and help them out a whole ton, a whole lot. And I do think he elevates the wide receivers. I will say that. But uh, overall, yeah, you just look at this defense. It, it looks like an, a lot of older names that front Actually, seven has like I actually like. Oh well, yeah, no, I, I do. Yeah. I don't hate it, and, and I'm not saying they're going to be terrible. But the thing that that their bread and butter is supposed to be for this defense is the the cornerback situation, yes. and they have missed and missed and missed on cornerbacks early in the first two Constantly. rounds, and now their starters are Brashad Breland from Kansas City and and Patrick uh, or Patrick Peterson from Arizona, and well, hopefully Brashad Breland, Breland can be the guy. Hopefully Patrick Peterson has another year of elite play left. But you got you know Alexander McKenzie, an early round pick. Backup, and Bro, we brought honestly, the rest of them. We we drafted him originally, yeah, uh, and then he went to go play for Cincy for and one he year, came back. and then he came back. That's and that's right. how that's how hard overall. When you look at how many shots they have taken and missed for, for Zimmer to be a secondary genius, or not secondary particular, I would like to think that that's where he goes all the time. A defensive guru, yeah, for that. There's a lot of misses, man. There's yeah. been a lot of it's good talent. There's, there's. I love this front seven. Eric Kendricks is one of the most underrated linebackers in the league. Anthony Barr, while yes, maybe overpaid, he still has a very, very good role in this offense. Nick Vigil was a very good pickup for us. I think he's yeah. a serviceable role play solid, guy. Solid linebacker. Dalvin yeah. Tomlinson and Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce was out last year due to the the COVID opt outs mm-hmm. and whatnot. Good and then Daniel Hunter, yeah. rising star, soon to be household name. 
Is that Sheldon Richardson? I think Daniel Hunter should be a household name. By I, w- I would hope. Is that yeah. Sheldon Richardson too? I didn't know we had him. Yeah, yeah. The, y'all got him this past year. Uh, right. Yeah, but he's he's a Very show old. of what he used yeah, to be. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, so listen, I, I totally get what you're saying, and I do like the front seven. I do look at all those names and think, hmm, aging. Certainly, you know, oh, no, not, this, not young blood anymore. This, I mean, And Harrison Smith, we just made him the top paid safety. Is he, what, 29? 32. Fuck. You can't do that. Four-year I mean, deal. Granted, safety, you don't have to have quite the elite athleticism. You do have to have a corner, but That's shit. always been Harrison's bugaboo is what people yeah. say. is that it, When it comes to run stuffing, I would put him at the or yeah. right behind Honey Badger overall in the NFL. Did not dr- overall pass coverage. He's 32 yeah. years old, and he's making $64 million over four. Fuck. All right. Hey, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I like him. That's hard to do, though. I, yeah, I think it's – I think, listen, I, that's my hot take. It is what it is. I guess it's not as hot as, as uh, you thought. Let's hear your, your first hot take for this, uh, this so episode. So my first hot take is going to be Kyle Pitts will be the offensive rookie of the year. And my argument behind it, I've kind of been trending on and off thinking about it, and I finally submitted myself, and I'm going to pick a side on the fence – and it's going to be on the side that he's going to be really damn good. I think that last year, whenever we're, no, not last year, two years ago, whenever DK was coming out, yeah. people started really getting in there and picking at some nitty-gritty mustard bullshit when it came to lateral quickness. His mm-hmm. three-comb was bad. His this would, his, no, stop, stop. Even when it comes to Kyle Pitts, you didn't even have that argument in the first place. But mm-hmm. I, I relate it to DK in an essence that this is such a physical imposing body, a freak of nature. It's going to hit. There's so many teams that passed on like a DK whenever it came down to that stuff mm-hmm. because of certain areas. No, it, Pitts got taken fourth overall. I, mean, I understand the tight end argument. I understand that first-year tight ends primarily don't explode like they do. He is not going to be used as that. We all saw, and it's. I don't want to sound like I'm jumping up and down over that one preseason play, but the electricity translated. He had it in college. It translated. DK had it in college. It translated. When you were electric, when you were that big of a physical imposing freak, you got it. I, I wanted to give you just another name and and give you uh, you know the the plague. Uh, 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 oh God, I can't talk. The Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers, same kind of story. Big physical guy out of You're right. yeah yeah. Claypool. No, People Claypool. Are overthinking Clay, it. Clay, 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 Claypool. Oh God, I can't talk at Chase all. Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. I'm trying to say Clay Claypool for some reason. Um, yeah. So I, I was just as you were talking, I was looking up to see where his numbers would be. Kyle Pitts plus eleven hundred uh, to to win rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I you know mine mine is. A little bit higher. He's jumped up the uh, rankings today. Actually, I, I was gonna say, you know, my I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with I'm gonna not agree with you. I tied in to be rookie of the year is a very very hot take. I was gonna say my hot take is I, I think this thing with uh, the Patriots is gonna work. I really do. I think this Mac Jones thing plus four fifty on uh, you know what we're looking Bill at right now. Doing, yeah, I think I think it could be dangerous. Seventeen games, he, he could throw for forty five hundred yards his first season and just be you Did know. You see what the pro- projected was? It was yeah. forty four hundred and twenty eight touchdowns. Yeah, it's very attainable. Yeah, I, I, it would not surprise me a bit. And Trevor Lawrence on a bad team, Zach Wilson on a bad team. Those are the two guys that like I, I think are more talented. I think are far none more talented, but they're on worse teams, worse situations, and and you know question marks in a lot of different places. I can. I can write the pitch for how Zach Wilson does it, for how Trevor Lawrence does it, of obviously. Course, yeah. I can do it for any of these quarterbacks. But Mac Jones, to me, feels like – I'm kind of surprised he's at 450, to be honest. I thought he would be still the fifth quarterback. No, just he astronomically he jumped, jumped I, I saw, up. I saw the Bleacher Report thing that was linked to FanDuel saying yeah. how much he jumped up. Really? From where – Do you remember where just, it was? Just after Cam was cut. 
Do you remember where it was by any chance? Oh, he was at eight fifty. He was at eight fifty. Yeah, okay. Looking at it. He okay. was he was right behind Wilson. Yeah. So so that's yeah. So he was right behind Wilson, still above Najee. Yeah. Which puts him at the last quarterback though. Yeah. Interesting. So so that was my hot take. You know, I thought that was uh, I, again. I guess you know, saying a quarterback not nearly as hot as a uh, as a tight end. Yeah, that's bold. That's it's a bold. bold take, man. It but is. I, I think that people are getting too cute and overthinking it. So I guess maybe don't focus on the rookie of the year thing. I truly believe that Kyle Pitts is capable of doing that. And the version that I think will take mm-hmm. the field and the accolades will come from that solely because I think some of these other quarterbacks are yeah, kind of got to sh- struggle early on. Yeah. And Kyle Pitts will be that much better in a class where he is already the dude. The main thing that I want people to get is I think people are overthinking a lot of stuff when it comes to Kyle Pitts about, about the tight end argument. You know, yeah. about, the guy's damn good and it's going to translate. Yeah. No, I agree. They're saying that there's this is can't miss. He was the generational talent out of all of it. I was just I was just looking at the Elijah Vera Tucker odds to win rookie of the year. Oh, the, Tommy the, Tremble, the offensive guard, Jamie is, Newman. I can't believe these are odds. Jamie Newman got cut by the Eagles. He wasn't even drafted. It's a good bet. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker is the guard for the Jets. Tommy Tremble is a tight end slash H back for the uh, for the Panthers. No, he's got Rashawn Slater. I just thought that was funny. That's I was just hard, looking man. at it. That's bad. Uh, I'm That's sorry, weird. so I was not listening. Okay, to you okay. Said. If I were if I were to reach reach right here and just Bear with me for just a millisecond. It would be that Sam Ellinger at plus eight thousand. I mean, if you're going to reach, there I think is. If, if, if I'm talking 10, about a reach, a reach I think Ellinger might be able to get the start if Wentz is hurt. Yeah, but I mean, if so that, I think both I think of them Ellinger need an has injury. a clear. I think he has a clear spot, but Wentz is always banged up and still hurt currently. That's true. That's Ellinger true. has gotten reps with the ones. If there's a guy at plus eight thousand who's gotten reps with the ones, I would run that at quarterback. Yeah, it's a very good team. Yeah, absolutely. That's a. <laughs> Can't imagine that happening, but that would no, be pretty no. crazy. It's it's a reach. Kadarius yeah. Tony at plus seventy five hundred is kind of disrespectful to Kadarius Tony. He's, uh, do you know where he's getting drafted right now? He is like the sixteenth round dollar. Yeah, out of free. all of the rookie wideouts, Amon Ra goes uh, before the him. guy. The guy who got drafted twentieth overall is yeah. just going for nothing. That's so shocking. And the thing is, if he would have gone thirty first overall, well, no, not thirty first, but if he would have gone to the the chart, the Chiefs you put is what I was Chiefs thinking. And it's there. Yeah, yeah, he'd be he'd you be the number the one Packers, guy. It's there or yeah. something like that. Yeah. The, Have uh, you heard anything about him? I haven't heard anything one way or the other. Neither have I. Yeah, I so that's. I mean, no news is bad it. news. I would say that. So like, if he's not get, if he's not generating buzz, he's not. You know, uh, they usually keep it hushed when things aren't going right for for these yeah. young rookies. So so that's you know, no news is bad news for the most part. Especially Your turn on hot take. Um, man. Yeah, hot take. Uh, let me let me look at my notes here. Um, I can't pull my notes up. Give me your next hot take, and then I'll, I'll give you two. Uh, so this is this is a very 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 bold one, and I can I can. I guess hedge it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's that we will see our first six thousand yard passer this first year. First six thousand yard passer. First six K. And what? I know we're only adding a game that comes out to three hundred and fifty one yards per game. That's a really good one. Damn, that's a I good think one. we will see our first six thousand yard passer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's... my bet is that it's Josh Allen and I think Josh Allen wins MVP this year. I know that's where it gets a little bit, you know, specifically nailing <laughs> yeah. it. But six well, give, me, give me your give me your take. Give me your uh, So I, I think three hundred and fifty one yards when you look at very it. Very it is, it is. And especially considering that there's times where Josh Allen went up into the fours a few times. Easily, yeah. You, you can buy some yards there. You can go up to like a 415, a 431 week, and then the next that gives you the 285 and, average. Yeah. Game, which for Josh Allen in a pass a heavy passing attack is kind of a fall off almost, if you will. 
you know, there wasn't one game where he was held below, I'm pretty sure, 200. That's a guarantee. And I would argue that defense isn't that good. I mean, they're they're really well coached. The the, the head coach is a defensive mind, and, like, they're, they're schematically good. But, I mean, the Jimmy and Joes really aren't there, especially, like, front seven. They, they have issues. They drafted some young guys. Hopefully they hit. Yeah, they have major but, gaps there, yeah. But, yeah, there's certainly some gaps there. So, like, I say all that to say, you know, they could get in a shootout with one of these other, you know, high, high-powered offense. Like, you get a shootout with the Chiefs, you're probably looking at 500 yards each. Like, that's going to help you out in, in the long run, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah so, the, and, and the other part of it is you need your guy to be playing week 17. Yeah, you know, for sure. You, you still to, have to be competitive. You will. So you need it to be competitive, but not too competitive. Maybe, to where maybe there's won. a Jameis where Jameis comes out there slinging it. Ooh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Six thousand. I think that we are getting to the point where it's it's close. Yeah. I don't know where it's at right now. What the total record is, but I know that Breeze has surpassed that several times. Brady has done that several times mm-hmm. in a way different league. And the way that the league is transitioning nowadays, with defense really not being able to do much, mm-hmm. we're seeing so many different rule changes and whatnot. I think six thousand is attainable. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, all right, so so my next hot take, I, I got it here, is the uh, it's a Carolina Panthers hot take. I, I'm not going to say they win the division, but I'm going to say they go far into the playoffs. Is okay. It, yeah, I, I think that. Look, I've been on the Carolina Panthers the entire year. I, I I wanted my hot take to be they win the division and they're dominant, but like it's the Bucks and That's the Saints, hard, yeah. and, and I can't honestly I can say see that. Them I think past that the Saints. I could I could too, but like both of them and the Bucks are obviously a very good team. Uh, we're 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 going to be in next week our our uh you know power rankings for every single week yeah and I, I know you have you have the bucks at number one right yes. like so we were talking about that earlier so that, that's tough to put him ahead of that i do think i look at this uh carolina panthers team and, and i think like the first four weeks you, you might see some bumps bumps in the road the team kind of getting used to each other but once Darnold gets going and i do believe that will happen I, I think this has the potential to be one of the most dangerous offenses in the nfl the offensive line is good enough like i don't have a huge issue there you know, is it the best offensive line in the world? No, but receiving core, I, I believe the top three can be like the top Their trio. Can in the NFL. be a trio. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think DJ Moore really hasn't even broken out the way he could. I think DJ Moore, like on top of this, if if it's if it goes the way I think it's going to go with a very efficient passing offense that it just wipes people out, I think DJ Moore could have like that Stephon Diggs step up. We always knew Stephon Diggs was good, and and maybe even to a higher extent because I don't think. I don't think we view DJ Moore this year the way we viewed Stephon Diggs last year Stephon before the went season. From great to elite, exactly. I think Moore can go from, from good really to great good. elite. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. But I, I'm talking about that kind of like level up as far as the yeah. way we see this player. I, I I think he has that potential. Robbie Anderson, I think we know what he is. Really, really, really good number two who can be very competitive, He's very complimentary with, with Darnold. Too. Yeah, exactly. Reunited with Darnold, so there's going to be some some good plays there. And then listen, everybody knows if you listen to this pod how I feel feel about Terrace uh, Terrace Marshall. I think he's a really, really good player. Uh, he's he's popped in in preseason. He's, he's, right there's now. been yeah, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of good talk. And listen, I've been on him since before the draft. Yes. And when he went to the Panthers, I was incredibly excited, and I'm still here for it. I really am. I, I believe in the player. I believe he's going to have a big year. Look, I, it, it might not even be like special statistically. It might be like a Michael Pittman type year. Michael Pittman had like 500 yards and had some good moments, and you know, like we'll see what happens next year. But I, you know, I think it'll even be a little bit better than that. But like, I'm just saying. Like a guy who maybe doesn't have like the great 
statistical year. It might not be a thousand yards his rookie year or anything, but I think he'll be a, a good complement to that offense. And then I don't need to mention CMC, right? On top of that, flip it over their defense. Yeah, Listen, you, you named all that stuff and didn't mention the yeah. best running back in the league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's what I'm saying because yeah, I don't that's need. How good we, they are. Yeah, we know CMC. We know what he is. I don't need to mention him. I'm I'm explaining the passing offense because Sam Darnold, uh, questionable. The the wide receiver weapons as good as I think they are might not be you know in the mainstream yeah. considered that great. So so that's kind of how I'm trying to explain it. And then flip it over on the defense. This is one of the best young defenses in the league. I, I would put it up there with you know maybe not you know in the league category, but it's right below that. And, and you know I think I think they have a really good front seven led by Brian Burns. You, you have a good secondary led by Patrick Chung. Uh, not Patrick Chung. Uh, their their rookie Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin sorry. Um, and now Jason uh, Horn ready it, to go exactly. So so a lot of a lot of good pieces there. I you know listen. It, there's the defense is questionable. They're spending the least amount in the NFL on the defense side of the ball, mainly because they just drafted defense and they're they're all young players starting. But it seems like they've hit on a lot of those guys, and I do think that that defense as a whole is going to get better and better. I'm excited for this team, man. I, I think they are. De- I think they are a playoff bound team. I think they are going to have a great statistical year. I think you know fancy players are going to win their leagues with a DJ Moore, with a Sam Darnold who's free in every fucking league right now. Like that. That's yeah, why I'm excited. I hate telling you that because we're about to draft. Our, our fantasy league in a couple I'm very, a I couple know. hours, literally but, in two hours. Yeah, I'm I mean, listen, DJ it is what it is. Uh, you're gonna get it. I won't be, have a chance to get him. Well, uh, maybe, just maybe depends. we'll see. Anyway, yeah. um, that's way off topic. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my hot take. I'll let you go with with yours. Uh, so real quick, I want you to Google uh, running back 360 carries curse. Just do that and see if you can find something. Okay. While I will ramble on about my next thing, which is I think that Derrick Henry is capable of going 2K last year, 2K this year. Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards in high school. He did it in college, and he did it in the pros. He is the only athlete on the face of this earth to ever do that. And 370, that's the curse. There we go. Just click it. I know that's that's from a long time ago. That was from 2010. But there is a curse exists. It is known as the curse of 370, and it's the thought that the running backs who get these this amount of carries substantially drop off. And I'm, I'm not talking like... Oh, they they you know they still get like three hundred something carries or whatnot. They haven't finished a season. Yeah. After doing that, Derrick Henry has surpassed that two seasons in a row now. It is damning numbers. But I'm gonna put all that to bed. I think Derrick Henry with the Titans' offense and the way that they use him and utilize him and the way they're gonna have to lean on him, he's gonna get the two K. Add in the other game that's gonna be happening, two thousand yards back to back. He's gonna submit himself wow. as the best running back out there. The curse for three, that was written in 2010. There was I'm one just in going, 2020 that has more. Talk I, about I'm it. just going through the number. Like, I'm not going to get through the, the nitty yeah, gritty yeah. on this. It just names that they're, they're pointing out to, to, you know, explain this curse. Eric Dickerson, Larry Johnson. Uh, you have Chris Johnson here, CJ 2K. After his 2K year. CJ yeah. 2K. <laughs> Excuse me. Another Tennessee player, Eddie George. You got Earl Campbell. You got Walter Payton. They're all talking about that. Uh, Emmett Smith here. He did it twice. Um, man. The, yeah, and it makes sense, right? I mean, bodies yeah. bodies wear out. It's just so hard not to be that. Yeah, there's there's some precedent there My, for sure. Michael I Turner never heard was, about that. Michael Turner was one of the biggest ones to... Uh, to bring it back, which mm-hmm. uh, now are they saying it's the curse of 400 now? Is that, is that this the, whole is the thing? Christian McCaffrey edition? Yeah. yeah well, because I, I, So there it's touches versus carries because there is yeah. a whole nother debate about like McCaffrey getting mm-hmm. used in the Kamara the same way. There's stats behind it, man. The drop off is bad. Wow. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I hadn't heard about that. Uh, and you're, you're saying and we're talking about some trend. of the greatest. I think he bucks the trend. 
So, so you don't think the Julio Jones he, he hurts bucked, the... He bucked it last year. Yeah. It's hard to buck it three times, yeah. Wow. So you, so you don't think the Julio Jones uh, addition affects his, his rushing yards at all? You, you're not uh, expecting it could, anything it could, like it that? It could change the, the number up a little bit. But then again, I no, because I, I think he's getting 2K. I think he's going to get what he did last year. I think Julio Jones is going to be a complimentary, amazing complimentary piece in this offense. I don't think Julio is the focal point of anything. It's still Derrick Henry. Fair enough. All right, uh, my last my my last one that I really wanted to bring up is uh, it, again another one I really don't want to bring up ahead of the draft. I, I hope this stays between us because we're going to draft tonight. Pod comes out tomorrow. Uh-oh. Um, my rookie wide receiver that I have scoring the most yards uh, or the most most receiving yards for rookie wide receiver will be. Jalen Waddle. Oh wow! Jaylen Was not Waddell. ready for that. Yeah, the guy who I've been, wow. I've been up and down. I'm a Dolphins fan. I get it. I know it's you know maybe this is a homer pig. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I think it's Jalen Waddle, man. I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. I think he's going to be the ultimate slot receiver who can just do everything. I think there's a clear cut role for him, and he just looks so explosive. And, yeah. the, and the best part is he's a little bit under the radar because he didn't have like that one incredible play in preseason yeah. that, that that made the headlines and nothing like that. But I, I do think he's going to come out and have a, a ridiculous rookie year. So I think I can also how I, I rambled about DK and Pitts and their physical ability and whatnot popping like that. Mm-hmm. Waddle has that same ability. Yeah. He really does, and I think people are starting to overthink it, especially when it comes to because where Pitts is at, Pitts has expectation. Yeah, I'm saying that he's gonna get to that though. DK, people had doubts. Yeah. Waddle, people just aren't talking about when it comes to your draft. Jalen Waddle, and he was drafted three picks after <laughs> round, and he went six over six overall. Right? Yeah, six overall. Six overall. <laughs> three picks after Pitts, he went six. We're I mean, talking, and that is wild. the difference in a guy where Kyle Pitts goes in the third, fourth, fifth ish round. Yeah, Jalen Waddle goes in the eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, whatever. And in a Miami passing attack, yes, I understand that it hinges I mean, on Tua, but talk, talk about uh, Chase, you know Jamar Chase picked one pick ahead, you know, and obviously you know he had the pedigree, and I get that going going fifth, sixth round in fantasy drafts, and I mean really has not looked the part. I mean as far as five, what we've seen, five, five drops, five yeah. drops, yeah, it's not looking good for him. Um, yeah, which you know I was very high on; he was my guy, so I'm very surprised by that so far, and hopefully he can get that fixed. But you know, yeah, certainly certainly weird how he's been. The guy who Jalen Waddle specifically has been the guy who's been under under the radar. Yeah, but I get it. You know, too, there's a lot of questions about the passing game, and and so often with fantasy, it's more yeah. about fit than it. Than to be talent. fair, Devontae I mean, Parker is down as well, and Mike Gesicki yeah. is. They're down as they're well, all so, down, and yeah. I, I don't think they should be. I think this is going to be. I think to a at the very least, we'll be efficient with the football, and we'll we'll get his guys the ball. I, you know, and I think they're going to be a good football team. Maybe not great. Maybe all those guys won't be a success where they're getting drafted. But I mean, I certainly think there's value to be had. I don't know if you checked your phone before we started doing this, but uh, y'all's coach released a statement on yep. Tua and about it. See that. Uh, is that coach talk? Is that doing what you should do as a coach? Just addressing it because yeah, yeah, that, that's what I think it is because you can't sit there and say while Tua is your quarterback. Oh, yeah, we're exploring the yeah. Sean stuff, you know. Uh, so uh, you don't have any more hot takes, do you? No. Okay, so let, let's just part. Let's just transition into this conversation, not planned or anything, but we'll, we'll talk about this and then, then close the show out. Yeah, I, the, there's been a lot of rumors about Deshaun Watson getting traded to the Dolphins. The, those rumors kind of hyped up. Uh, apparently, they were coming from other football teams that backed out and, you know, it gave the number, and the Dolphins were the only one in there. And, and I've, I've gone so far as to hear reports that, like, one of the bigger, you know, negotiating problems is, 
is that a unnamed team, my theory, the Dolphins, wants uh, wants to have protection on the picks that they would be sending. For instance, if they did send three firsts and a second for uh, for Deshaun Watson, and and next year, even next year after the draft, as far as as far as what I heard, even if it's next year after the 2022 draft, and Deshaun Watson gets a year in jail or whatever he gets, you know, can't play football for for whatever yeah. legal reasons, the the Texans have to return picks for Deshaun Watson, right? And whether you think that's and right or wrong. of course the Texans are saying no. Yeah, of course the Texans are saying no, but like, I mean, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place right now where you're either not going to get the value you should get because of the questions behind the, uh, the you know, the legal issues there, or you're going to get the value you should get, or at least a comparable value to, you know, three yep. first and second is their asking price. And you're going to have to give some kind of assurances to the team making that trade, especially right now in the season, if that were to happen, which according to this, it's probably not going to happen at this point to make a team want to do that. Because why would you trade for a guy who has the legal issues, even as good as Deshaun Watson is? Uh, So to say all that, to answer your question, which is uh, Flores finally kind of came out and said, hey, two is our quarterback. You know, there's there's no other conversations being had. I'm sure there's a lot of media. Yeah, Yeah. that is absolutely coach speak. That's confidence for Tua. At at the end of the day, the Dolphins are going to do they're going to they're the Patriots of the South. They're going to do what the fuck they need to do to win the most football games. And Deshaun Watson is better than Tua at this point, as good as Tua can be whatever you want to say I, I feel confident saying Tua does not have the ceiling that Deshaun Watson has no, I'm sorry we, and we've even, seen enough I'm I sorry I don't know if it's close I, yeah I don't think it's close and I that's, don't. that's a compliment to Deshaun I think Deshaun is a true legend not, of the game not at all an, an insult to Tua Tua can be a great starting quarterback for a lot of years Tua can be as good as a top 10 starting quarterback for a lot of years his ceiling I don't know exactly know what it is I just don't think it's Deshaun Watson I saw it's someone not say it the other day and I don't I don't know based on the way they play if it lines up with this but I can see it overall on career-wise and where they kind of fit in the hierarchy of quarterbacks was Eli Manning. Eli Manning had a great longevity of a career, Super Bowl appearances, but was he really ever the guy? I overall in the NFL when it came to quarterbacks, no, yeah. he was never he the was, guy. He, he was, was really a guy, never even a top five guy. He, he was just good and formidable. He was a he was a guy who could you could win Super Bowls with. But yes. yeah, and listen, that's nothing that, to it can be. That was always my argument with the Eli Manning conversation and going to the Hall of Fame, which I know we've already had this conversation on the pod, and you know that's a totally different conversation. But it's like, why should a guy be a Hall of Famer if he was never the best or even a top three disposition his entire career? Like to me, that's not what a Hall of Famer is. Like a Hall of Famer is you're one of the you were one of the best at your position in the time you played. And like to me, like Eli was never that. He was not. He's never a top five guy at his position. I mean, I just don't think he was. Uh, yeah. So and that's a good enough comp. I, I think I think his absolute ceiling is a Drew Brees. I do. And Drew Brees no, as sure. a yeah, is definitely a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. But uh, you know, still, I would say like Deshaun Watson's ceiling is not is higher than what Drew Brees was. Um, and that's a bold statement. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I say all that to say, yeah, it, you got to do what you got to do. You have a starting quarterback, hopefully, and even even if Tua plays great, there can still be interest, and you trade three first and second and then uh, flip Tua for an extra first. I mean, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I'm rooting for the trade. I am. I would love to have an elite quarterback in on the Dolphins again. Um, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I think I think that is coach speak. You say that to yeah. to give build Tua's confidence. He's our guy right now. He, he's getting, you know, he's getting his chance to prove, prove he's the guy. Fuck the rookie year. That doesn't matter anymore. What is he going to produce on Sundays? I like it. Yeah. I have one last question Let's because uh, when you talked about Hall of Fame, I'm wearing my cam jersey, and I kind of just got my feels for a sec, and I went inside and was like, it hurts because I, as much as I love cam, I don't think it's going to happen. No, he's not Hall of Famer. 
He's I don't think it's going to happen. He, he, but, he but, was, you t- but you talked about leaving your mark on the game. For though, one, he's a legend of the game. That, he's yes, a legend yeah. of the game. He would. I think if he would have won that Super Bowl, he, yeah. he would have been. I agree. Uh, and as as unfortunate as that is, just to think like the way the ball bounces is is really like why you lost it. But at the end of the day, doesn't have a Super Bowl. Has one MVP. Uh, you know, an MVP is great, and maybe that gets you in now. But I, yeah, he was the best in his position for one year. I, I really I like one and maybe it was longer than that. I think he, one I think to two he had a, I think he had a two to three year window where. He was like, "Damn, this is Cam Newton." Season. I think he was too, but there was a lot of in- there was one year where it was injuries during that time. I feel yeah. like you know, I think the next year he got hurt, didn't he? After uh, that Super he, Bowl he season, missed, he missed like six or seven games. Yeah, so so and I could be wrong. I'm fuzzy on that. That's a long time shoulder. ago. It's okay, shoulder. so yeah, once he, I feel like he re-injured that shoulder not that long ago with the Carolina Panthers, and that was kind of the tail end. Yeah, it just that, wasn't that, long that's enough. That's what it was because you know? I've already seen people because uh, I googled it just split second. And I already saw people talking about it, writing yeah. articles and saying it. He does have some. Of the, he does have the most rushing touchdowns ever for a quarterback. Yeah, and even if you rank running backs right now, I think he sits sixth overall in touchdowns based on the position. Yeah, as a whole, which of course he would. He's been you know he's been yeah. around for a while and that's the style that he played it's unfortunate because i think that he really did change the game though yeah with, with how he was able to come in and it changed honestly i could say it changed the game in a a good way a bad way when it came to being a mobile quarterback as a whole because it made it let gms and front offices realize that if you can't stand in the pocket and you can't protect your body and you can't save yourself our our typical just say Tom Brady esque quarterback or Peyton Manning esque that is a fifteen to eighteen legendary career. If you're a legendary mobile quarterback, you're about an eight. Yeah, I mean, look, Lamar. I, I, I mean, I, we talked about it with Lamar. I feel like we talked about it. I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. I, I, I fully believe this. Look, we said eight to ten years when when Cam Newton got in the league. When yes. he was like two years in, he was like he was he was Superman. And and every pundit I heard said he's gonna be ten, eight to ten good years. He probably doesn't have a fifteen year window, but eight to ten years and you know, eight to ten years came and he was out and everyone was surprised. Yeah. I think it's gonna be the same story with uh with Omar Jackson. It's gonna be the same story with a Kyler Murray. Yeah. It's not gonna be as long. It's gonna be fun and hopefully you hit your window. But hey honestly that means you really only have to pay him one time. You get your you get your five years of your rookie contract and then you you have to pay him one really good time and and hopefully you can get a super bowl or two out of it i mean and and listen it's 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 unfortunate about how like stepping out years at a window as a whole and looking at it because season to season you know it's like kyler's damn electric lamar give me that all day every day Mm -hmm. when you're looking at it from the bigger picture of we have a window and we are set up now you know cardinals are getting there i'd say the ravens are there yeah and longevity wise you look at the chiefs and mahomes Chiefs, you look at the Chiefs window is a lot longer. Can you say Josh Allen? I, oh, absolutely. Josh, Josh, Josh Allen plays mobile though. They're, they're in the but window. He has though. the throwing ability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has. Did the you see that throw in the preseason? I've never seen a throw like that. Oh, it was ridiculous. I'm serious. I know that's overreacting to it. it I've never. The, We've seen it the, before, the but the camera couldn't catch up. Yeah, it, it was that just was, a, that it, was a damn. It didn't. Zip. It was eight yards. Uh, it was it was eight feet off the off the ground. I mean, it was just a frozen rope, thirty five yard frozen rope. Beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, that's that's one of those things. I feel like when you talk about arm talent, it's not just strength. That's arm talent. Yeah. That's not arm strength. That, that is arm that, talent. That's elite arm talent gets used <laughs> way too much yeah. nowadays. Way too much. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. I, I think that that's good. I yeah. I I'm we good. could go all day with with the Hall of Fame conversation. Yeah, so sure. we'll we'll close it out there, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We are getting into the NFL season. Uh, we're gonna have videos coming out. Hey, me and him are gonna be doing a power rankings every week. That's gonna be a separate video from the pod. You can check it out on YouTube. Obviously, gonna have the pod every week. I'm gonna have a prop bets video every week coming out on the channel. A lot of stuff. A lot of content. We are geared up and ready to go for football season. Keep it here between the pylons. Thank you so much for watching. Peace.